Delight gets the run. Oh, there was a fall back in the field. Max Delight shot through, grabbed the lead. Max Delight wins it. Petrarca, Petrarca. elegant 10 group ones and now the greatest of them all the melbourne cup a dream comes true australia's ash barty is wimbledon champion kablins in front lala kiwi's running on strongly kablins is holding on cut glory for kablins kablins wins the cup Bell defeats father time for We've got your ticket to Sunday's racing and sports. Welcome to RSN Sunday Central. Yeah, good morning, everyone. It's Dan Malicki here. My thanks to uh, to Warren Huntley and uh, Dean Lester on the back of uh, the uh, racing review correct weight segment this morning. Uh, we're going to have a look at a number of the uh, race meetings today uh, across Australia. And uh, very shortly, Trav Noonan will be chatting about the uh, eight race card at Ballarat. Previews also for Port Macquarie with Kev Casey. Ian Humphreys will look at Wagga for us. Sunshine Coast, they've got an early start today, a nine-race car, the first at 11.55, and uh, Shane Turlio will be uh, going through that program. Uh, Hillsville Greyhounds kick off at 11.04. They've got four races in the first hour today. James Vandermart calling, 11.04, the first at Hillsville Greyhounds. George Ferrugia to have a look at uh, Sandown Park and have a chat about Greyhound racing with us. We'll have uh, selections from Rob Orber for the Cranbourne Harness meeting. Their first event is due at uh, 5.07. Uh, it's a big day of Hong Kong uh, as well. Three group ones there, Champions Day. Uh, Hobart kick off uh, pretty early today as well. Hobart gallops with the, the first event at 11.50. And then Riley Phelan will be taking you through a day of racing on RSN. And uh, Adam White will have a chat about the AFL, the results so far, and the, the games to come. Still plenty of games to come both today and uh, at tomorrow in the AFL. But the uh, first meeting we're going to have a look at today is that of uh, Sportsbet Ballarat and uh, Trav Noonan joins us. First of all, congratulations on the calling the other day. You, you got a late call up for the Geelong Cup program, Trav. Yeah, I did. Uh, thanks, Dan. No, it was um, extremely uh, rewarding. I was thrilled to sort of call the Geelong Cup, uh, the Greyhounds on Friday night. And uh, yeah, we had some really good results. The veteran Yozo Bale at his third attempt at the Cup getting up. So some really good races there from Geelong on Friday night, and yeah, happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I bet you were. It's a great, great opportunity, and it's wonderful racing. It's not the easiest place to call at, though, at Geelong, is it? That bottom turn where they run away from you and come around the bend, you've got to hang a fair way out the window. Yeah, I've found probably calling Greyhound Racing probably the last three months is definitely harder in some ways than calling the Gallops, just the way some of the tracks are set up. It's taken me a while to get used to it, but... Uh, yeah, I've found it Geelong now. I've been there a couple times. Uh, I sort of have my own methods sort of to get around that bottom turn. But it's it's certainly a unique track, but also um, yeah, it tests you as a race caller, which is sort of what you want. Well, you came through with flying colours. Well done, mate. And now the other hat is on today as an expert tipster uh, looking at at, uh, at Ballarat. And we're looking at a track at the moment that's listed as a as a soft five. So the rail's in the true position and the the track is rated as a soft five. So just as a general overview to today, is there anything you think we should be aware of? And if, is that soft five perhaps on the improve? Yeah, it could be perhaps. Um, I think sort of today you, you can sort of back Ballarat in to, to race how it usually does. Uh, 
and that is you still can be in an advantage being forward of midfield, but uh, usually Ballarat rail true, you know, sort of in that soft five, good four range. It's a, a terrific track to race on, and most horses get their chance. Race one is due at ten past one. I think it's the, the latest start of all the Gallops meetings uh, across uh, most of Australia anyway today. But the first event at ten past one, there are no scratchings, Trav, in race number one. This is a, well, it's a two-year-old race, so we've got a lot of uh, debutants here, only a couple that have raced. There are no scratchings, and the market suggests it's going to be a challenging one. So your thoughts are going to be most important. Miss Passion, trained by Peter Moody, number eight, heads the market. $3.60 fixed odds with Tab. Five is dropped the verse from the Matt Allerton camp at $4.40. And the next in the market is number two, the uh, Godolphin James Cummings train, Legio 10 at $5.50. But there's plenty of others that are in the market. And as I said, seven of the nine are on debut. Yeah, it's almost incredible. Uh in yeah, impossible race to work out this first race uh, with seven of the nine on debut and working out sort of speed maps and that things, you know, you're just not going to get an accurate sort of re- reflection with so many of these only under being placed under jump out pressure. Uh, I thought the horses probably impressed me the most at the jump outs is the four bubble palace. Uh, this is a daughter of rich enough. She's only had, she's had a couple of jump outs for the Daniel Bowman stable. Her last one at Avoca I thought was really good. She looks a nice style of filly, a nice size. Uh, she comes from a, a stable where they get them well educated. Gets Harry Coffey on board who's informed jockey at the moment. And I, I thought sort of a niche way price. She was worth a little play here, the four bubble palace. There is a stack of these though that have jumped out well. One of them also is eight Miss Passion who's well bred from the Peter Moody stable. Look good in a recent pack and them jump out, as you can expect with the Moody Stable. You know she's going to be well-educated. Five Drop the Verse is another one who's jumped out really nicely at Flemington. Last start winner at the Flemington jump out. Matt Allerton uh, combining with Damien Thornton has to be respected. And then in two-odd races, you cannot dismiss Godolphin. You know, you know how well-educated their horses are going to be. I think they won the most recent two-odd maiden at Ballarat with Golden Mile. And Legio 10... He hasn't done much wrong at the jump outs at all, and I think he's probably a horse who's going to improve under race day pressure. Um, tough race to kick us off, but yeah, plenty of them with chances. I went four eight five two. Four eight five two in the first eight event card at Ballarat today. Race number two, the scratchings are six Israelite Bay and seven Lady Rockette. And the interesting part about this race, there are two debutants, but they're the equal favourites at $3.30. Two, Son of the Sea, and eight, Lumen. They're both $3.30. Zademski, number four, at three seventy. Five Funny Impact is at $4. So only a feel of seven now, but as you can see, there's uh, four horses between $3.30 and $4. Yeah, I think that why the uh, debutants are so favoured here in the market is the race form on, you know, if you sort of look at it on face value, isn't that strong? Um, I sort of thought here the debutantes w- would certainly in the game, and I've, I've got them as the top two in my sort of selections. I, I went narrowly with the eight Lumen on top, uh, trained on track by Andrew Noblet, Neil Farley in the saddle. She's had plenty of education at the trials and jump outs, looks to have a bit of ability, and from gate one, I think she can put herself up on speed and give you a good sight for your money. So eight Lumen on top for me. Tucson of the season, interesting one. Um, Philip Campbell, uh, not a trainer we, we see too much of, but he has this galloper here from 
uh, Seymour. He's a nice son of Kuriosio. He's jumped out nicely. I respect the market respect for him early. Uh, I think he'll run a really big race for you on debut. Uh, then went with the way of the five funny impactors. Had two runs back, the first of which was a, a better effort than his last start, but he just got a fair way back last start. I think he can improve on that. And for Zdemski, did hit the line nicely last time. Uh, perhaps was a little bit flattered, though, on that maiden. 8-2-5-4 in the second. 8-2-5-4, race two. Race number three. The scratchings are three Irish Knights, seven Murrajong Road and eight River Plate. Three, seven, eight come out of the third event. And Copperfield is first up from a break here uh, from uh, a, two, well, a $2 chance, as listed at. So it's dominating the market, but it is first up since uh, November of last year, Trav. Yeah, he is. Uh, I think he's a nice horse, though, this guy. They've they've definitely taken their time with him. He's a four-year-old now and only had the one start, but a son of Per and Canto. And last preparation, he trialled up really nicely leading into that sound down lakeside run where he got a, a fair way back. And on a day, it was tough to make ground and sort of hit the line hard to finish third behind Ben Dearest. Uh, he's come back this preparation. He's looked decent at the uh, Cranbourne jump out. They've definitely been there to give him a solid hit out. Uh, I don't think you'll lack for fitness and you know with the price Kent Stable from Barrier 2 with John Allen, he's certainly going to be you know, trying to be up there on speed. I, I think he's got a bit too much class for the majority of these and he should win the two Copperfield. One brave that Crackers on debut interests me. Um, he's bred to be a real staying type by Cracker Jack King out of a Galileo mare, but he's shown some ability in the recent jump-outs around the sort of Ballarat Western District area, and on, on debut on his home track, I think he'll run well. 11 Atira is another one who's jumping out well for the uh, um, Kamani stable with Fred Kersley in the saddle. Bumped into some nice horses last preparation. Think of the likes of Tiz Magic, Spirit of Gaylard, Anology. That sort of form reads well for a race like this. And then went with the four Kaitella in for four from the Osborne stable. Only had the one run back at Mooney Valley and got a long way back, but did some nice things late and has jumped out reasonably uh, for this campaign as by that great stallion Seamus Award. So expect it'll improve this campaign. 2 1 11 4. 2 1 11 and 4 in race 3. Ballarat race 4. We're previewing with uh, Trav Noonan. So this is the fourth and the eight event program. The scratchings are 6 Iron Dragon, 9 Spanish King, and uh, 11 Rebel Layla, and also 18 Bodrum comes out. Still a decent sized field, however. Number 4 Charm Destiny. Danny O'Brien trained at 370. John Allen with the ride there. So it's the favourite. Dunelli number 13 at $5. Vader Boy number 10 is at $6. So as you can see, it's a pretty open affair. There's a lot of other horses around that uh, double-figure quote as well that have chances. So how did you see race number four, the 2,000-metre maiden, Trav? Yeah, I saw it much like the market, Dan. It is a race where plenty of these have a chance and a fair few of them are on trial at the trip at 2,000 metres. I think the horse that sort of profiles best for me, though, here is the three-year-old colt from the Danny O'Brien stable, Charm Destiny. Uh, he's both stallion I don't know a lot about and Tammy yours, but he looks like a horse who's just going to improve when he gets over ground. He, even from his first couple of jump outs, he knew 2,000 metres and beyond is probably going to be when he hits his best. And um, Whilst he was outsped at 1,400 metres at Pakenham on debut, he's doing his best work late. Similar thing last time at the mile. John Allen goes on, such a great rider of stayers and a great rider of Ballarat. 
and now 2,000 metres, third up, just all ticks for him. So happy to be with him on top, the four-charm destiny. Ten Vader boys been running in some really decent maidens and acquitting himself well. I thought his last start effort at Cranbourne, when he got a minute back, was a, a big run. Um, and he's got that tick at 2,000 metres, which a few of these don't. Um, he'll run well. Then went with the three Raffish, who I think is uh, one of the better roughies in the race. I really liked his last start effort uh, at Benalla behind Presser. He got a long way back there and found the line well. 2,000 metres looks like it'll definitely suit him. And then 16, Thinking Man, I thought was maybe the big improver second start for the Price Kent Stable. 4-10-3-16 in the fourth. 14-3 and 16. Dean Lester suggesting the 12 Celtic glory at a bit of value might be worth having something each way on as well. well the first leg of the main quaddy race number five is the benchmark uh, 64. The scratchings are 6, 10, 14 and 16. Uh, it doesn't look like it gets any easier, Trav. Number two, Footlights is the favourite or hitting the market at 480 just ahead of 4 and 5. Uh, Teofilo Star and also clear at $5. Yeah, I think this is going to be a race that um, maybe a few of these will, will go to the South Australian Derby from. You've got uh, also clear footlights and even presser, all sort of three-year-olds and look on the way up. I think the one that ticks the most boxes here is the nine presser. Uh, Archie Alexander's taken his time with this horse. He didn't have a start as a spring three-year-old, but he, he, I really like the way he's gone about it this campaign. I loved his first up run at Warnable. And he went to Ballarat here. He got a little far way back behind Polani. He sort of did his best work late when starting favourite. And then his next start at Benalla really just flicked the switch. He, he came from eighth at the 800, quickly came up to them on the home turn and put them away quickly. One with a leg in the air. And I think up to 2,000 metres, he's only going to improve. I really like him as a horse. I think he's, he's good value here at sort of $6.09 press. So happy to be with him on top. 13 Power of Song, um, sort of talking of horses that could be going to Adelaide. She's probably one as well, three-year-old Bay Philly, and she was dominant last start at Swan Hill. Maybe didn't beat much in that maiden, but one by six lengths, started eighty. the start prior in a decent maiden here. She was close up behind Belaga. Certainly looks a filly that will be really suited out to 2,000 metres and in that powerful staying camp of Simon Wilde. Two footlights comes back from the Australian Derby where he just found that probably too tough. Uh, his win prior here was very good in benchmark 64 grade and has to be respected on the back of that. And five also clear. was He took a while to get the job done at Cranbourne. I think he thought about it a little bit, but now he's got that confidence win. Perhaps he can go on with it. Nine, 13, two, five. Good race, sir. Race uh, number six. The scratchings are two, four... Six, seven, ten, fifteen, and sixteen. Again, open eight bells innocent at four dollars and twenty heads the market here. Uh, from number eighteen, Numpty at four eighty, then seventeen, Flying Feedy at five dollars fifty. Trav. Yeah, I found this the the race is probably the hardest to work out of the day. So many of them have chances on their best form, um, and a few of them haven't probably bought that to the races for a couple of starts. But one horse that definitely did nearly try to bring his best last start, and he just had no luck, was Eight Bells Innocent. And, um, just went to the line, you know, sort of untested a little bit last start at uh, Wodonga, and I think if he got out, he probably would have won that race. 
He's got a good record second up. Blake McDougall takes over the ride for Donna Scott. They've got a great combination, and 1,400 metres is really his go in life. He's had eight starts at 1,400 metres for three wins. So he looks probably the likely selection on top. Seen a, a few other judges have also gone with him, so happy to stick with eight fouls innocent. But if you're looking at the horse of the most talent in this race, it's probably three, the Moonlight Gambler. Um, he's a winner of some decent races, placed at group level behind Darlison as a three-year-old. And his last two preparations, for whatever reason, he just hasn't worked out for him. Um, his jump-outs, though, in preparation for this um, sort of, Give me an indication he may be working back somewhere to his best form, and if he was to bring his best first up, there's no way he should be $21. Uh, so happy to put him in there as sort of a you know a rough chance. 14 vivacious award, very consistent mare, comes back first up now at 1,400 metres, stretched herself out in distance last time in, but uh, she'll run well. And 12 Valentinos on, did some nice things at the back end of his campaign last time, jumped out well for this. Tough race, 8, 13, uh, 8, 3, 14, 12. 8, 3, 14, 12. And Bell's Innocent, as you mentioned, some other uh, good judges. Well, we hope they're good judges too, but I reckon Warren Huntley qualifies. It's his best each way of the day as well, uh, Trav. Bell's Innocent, number 8 in race 6. The 7th event at Ballarat. And uh, the scratchings here are 3, 6, 8 and 18. And uh, it seems like the races are getting more and more open as we go through them. Cabinho heads the market, number sevens at $5 uh, with White Hibiscus, their equal favourites. $5 each of two, numbers seven and 13. Yeah, this could definitely uh, probably qualify for the second trickiest race of the day. Uh, I thought five Bolina Veloz, though, is racing in really good form. He comes out of the Warwick Cup, which I thought was a pretty good race. Um, Sort of for a Warrington Bill Cup. He ran second there to Reserve Street. The third horse was Scottish Dancer. Both those horses, are, they probably qualify as nearly Saturday grade horses. And he drops back here to a 70 race. And he's just flying, this horse, um, since joining Mark Pegas. He's in form. He's got Jared Fry going on. You could perhaps make the case he's down in class. I'm surprised he's double figures. I know it maybe doesn't have the upside of sort of Cabinho and White Hibiscus because he's been around the block a while, but. Geez, racing well. So happy to put him on top, the five Buena Veloz. 13 White Hibiscus at absolute best probably wins this, but she is a bit hit and miss. Um, doesn't seem to string her runs together. And last start was probably the great example of that, where she was well held by My Whisper. Uh, start prior, though, she was a good winner at Sound Down on the Hillside. If she brings that form of two back, she's going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, then went with the seven, Cabinho, who was a good first up run. He's a horse with, yeah, he's got upside. Um, only a five-year-old, still lightly raced. I thought his effort at Tarang at 1,400 metres was pretty good. He'll be suited up to the mile where he won two races last preparation. And then went with fourth for the nine, Highland Jack. He's got the scalp of Russian Camelot um, as a three-year-old back in the day, Highland Jack, and was very good last campaign. Uh, he'll run a big race first up, five 13, 7, 9. And we get to the last event at Ballarat at 4.50. The scratchings here are 7, 10, 13 and 16. And Naples heads another wide open affair. Number 11, Naples, is at $4 here, Trav. And his favourite fixed odds with Tab. Yeah, I think she's a little bit short, Naples, and was happy to sort of go around her here with the 12, Miss Balvini. I think this is a horse who's got plenty of ability, um, trained by a very high strike rate stable and Tom Dabernig and 
go back to last preparation, she absolutely bolted in on debut on the Toa Cup day on a heavy nine, one by five, and then came here and started a, a well well in the market, started sort of 440 at 1,200 metres and probably just didn't run the distance out. Um, 1,100 metres, fresh, looks ideal. She's jumped out really well in preparation for this and keeps Blake McDougall. I think she's a good play, uh, the 12th misspelled Belvini, and happy to have her on top. Have a lot of respect here for this uh, shipper across to Lasante Le- from Aubrey. Um, his form last preparation was quite good up there in the Riverina, and he's trialled quite nicely for this, and it's a long way to come from Aubrey to Ballarat, so they must be thinking he's going to run well. Um, I'm sort of surprised he's the price he is to Lasante. 11 Naples, sure, she got a long way back last start um, at Sandown, and you probably can't crucify for that run. She was good winning the start prior at Geelong. I'd like to see her put it together consistently this campaign, but she's certainly a winning chance. And then went with the four, Pucker Punyal, who's got probably equal to the most talent in this race. Maybe 1100s on the short side, but she's jumped out well in preparation for this 12 to 11 four in the last. In the last. Okay, what about your bests and uh, play of the day in your quaddy? Uh, best bet, race three, number two, Copperfield. I think he'll get on the board in the maiden. Uh, the value, race seven, number five, Buena Veloz. I think he's well-placed there at a bit of a price. The Quaddy, uh, leg one will take two, five, nine, thirteen. Leg two, three, eight, twelve, fourteen. Leg three, five, seven, thirteen. And coming home in the last will take two, eleven, twelve. Terrific. Thanks very much, Trav. Good luck today with your thoughts at Ballarat. Thanks, Dan. Trav uh, Noonan there and... Um Warren Huntley's best bet for the day is also uh, in the last event, race eight, horse number 12, Miss uh, Belvini.